Good morning, my friends. Welcome to this episode of Healing Your Codependency. I'm Marshall Bircher, and I help you heal codependency by actually addressing the true cause of it and helping you create a life beyond that cause that creates more relationships that work for you, more purpose, more joy, more peace and freedom in your life. So today I've got a cold, so I'm going to be a little weird voice-wise, so endure with me here. Today we're going to talk about the true cause of codependency. We're going to revisit one of my most popular episodes, and that is the true cause of codependency, the fawning response, what it is, why it's happening. So we're going to do this in two parts. Today we're going to talk about what it is, what causes it. In our next episode, we'll talk about how we address it and the proper ways to actually disengage that fawn response and create the advocate response in our bodies so we don't need codependency anymore to meet our needs. So, all right. So, <clears throat> before I get to that, if you're watching on YouTube, hit that subscribe button, hit that share, hit that like button, comment below. If you're on the podcast, nice to see you. If you want to listen via podcast, I'm on Google, Spotify, Apple, and others. Come join me on my email community on Facebook. The info is in the description. Okay. So what, a lot of times in, in my work at least, in my experience of healing codependency, I was taught several myths about codependency. And one of those myths was that codependency is a disease. It's a permanent thing. And it is also the actual problem that has to be addressed. So I went into therapy seeking to heal my codependency. And a lot of times they oriented towards addressing the behavior, like the people-pleasing the perfectionism, the fixing others, or <coughs> trying to fix myself, or the enabling behavior I had with people um, that I was in codependent relationships with, or even the, merge, <coughs> the merging behavior, the, the desire to become one with another so I could feel whole, that I could feel complete, that I could feel worthy and lovable. So we're always focusing on these behaviors, but we're rarely ever understanding what was actually going on. So my work, what I've learned over the years, is that this is completely the wrong way to do it. This is why codependents have a huge failure rate in therapy at times, because they're not addressing the true cause of their codependent behaviors. Instead, we're mistakenly trying to address a symptom as a cause. That's the issue here. It's kind of like if a person had a cut, Rather than addressing the cut, you just keep wiping away the blood that's coming out. The blood is the codependency. The cut, that's what has to be addressed. So what is causing codependency? What is the real issue here? It's this thing called the fawn response. So the fawn response is one of the four Fs, as a lot of people call them. So the body has four basic options um, it has to choose from when it encounters something that threatens its survival. It can fight the thing, it can flee from it, it can freeze and play dead, or it can fawn. So when the body can't escape, it can't fight it, it's going to freeze and then it's going to fawn. This is what children's bodies do in relationship to parents that they do not feel safe with and they start ending up pleasing the parent, regulating the parent, that kind of thing. Or if you're in a toxic relationship cycle with an individual and you feel like your survival is dependent on them in some way, they control the money or your sense of worth depends on their approval 
you've been put into a big free state because of um, harmful actions towards you, you're going to fawn. You might fight a little bit and then you might fawn. You might try to flee and then you'll fawn again. That fawning is going to show up as trying to please them, trying to regulate their emotions, taking responsibility for what they're doing and how they feel. Believing that you're the cause of their behavior is a fawn response. So it shows up this way. And then we try to make ourselves perfect. We try to um, protect them from consequences they create from them, for themselves so we don't have to deal with the blowback on that. And sometimes if we're really tra in a trauma bond, we'll try to merge with them in hoping that their love would complete us and our love would heal them. This is the power of the fawn response in our lives. So in my work, the fawn response is our dominant focus. The first step in this is understanding how the fawn response is showing up for us, why it's showing up for us, and then we can start moving into the more advanced process of disengaging that fawn response. We'll talk about that more in our next episode, dis disengaging it. Depending on where you're at in your journey, you may have a high level of self-attunement, meaning, okay, I'm aware of what my body's feeling. I'm aware of the impulses or sensations that are there. I can, I can pause. I can acknowledge. I can observe them. Or you might be just starting the screening out and you're like, Marshall, I just please instantly. And I only realize it after I've done it. It's all good. All of us are between that state of just realizing what's going on after it's happened to, oh, I see it coming. Now I can intervene. I'm in some of those states in various places in my life. So it's a really normal place to be, first of all. So we don't, there in my work, there's no expectation that we be in a certain place. We always receive ourselves where we're at, as we're at, so we can care for ourselves there because it's a very important place to go, hey, this is where I'm at, and we can meet the needs that are there. So first of all, how can I detect if I am in a phone response? So who are you pleasing and what is that trying to do for you? Who are, what are you trying to be perfect in and what is that trying to do for you? Are you trying to fix a problem, fix yourself, fix someone else? What do you hope that will do for you? Um, are you trying to avoid a conflict? What are you hoping that will provide for you? The reason I ask this question set here are you trying to do this thing? What is it providing or doing for you? Is because these behaviors are attempting to accomplish a specific need. There are three needs we all have. They're constant. They have to be nurtured over time and with consistency. And I call them the three necessities. The need for connection, the need for safety, and the need for self-worth. And the fawn response tries to make this happen through these codependent behaviors. People pleasing, fixing, uh, perfectionism avoiding conflict, all of that. This is important to understand because we understand why our codependent behavior is showing up and what it's trying to do for us. We can connect back to our need. We can connect back to our need. We can start the process of actually healing the impact we're living through and transitioning to an advocating response for ourselves. So that's where we start. Where am I at? What am I doing? What is it doing for me? So that's that first level. I've just become aware that I'm doing this. Now let's find out what it's doing for you. Now as your awareness grows in your fawning response, you're going to start to notice somatic signals or body felt signals that show up before you take the action. 
You might feel yourself getting small around a person. You might feel yourself smiling towards someone that you feel scared of. You might feel a mix of attraction, fear, and adrenaline towards a person. You might find yourself frantically seeking ways to please them or make them like you. That would be a mental somatic response there. You might be aware of an impulse to avoid in order to not rock the boat because you don't want to upset them. You don't want to hurt their feelings. You don't want to ruin their day. You don't want to be a burden. These are all expressions of that fawn response. The more aware we become of those mental and somatic uh, expressions of fawning, the easier it's going to be to then intervene in this reaction, care for the need, because we can always ask it, what are you trying to do for me? Meet, Identify that need, start meeting it in a, in a, a confident, advocate-centered way. And then we all start to notice changes in how we respond to people, places, and things. So it always starts with awareness. Am I aware of what I'm doing and what it's doing for me? And we build that up over time. In the, in the essential codependency healing trainings, we start that off with simply acknowledging, hey, this is what's showing up. I pause, I acknowledge it, and I observe what's emerging for me. By the way, those those trainings start in two and a half weeks. So next live class is available. The link's in the description. So this is where we start. Start with that awareness. And in this, we don't shame ourselves. We don't have to shame ourselves. That's the cool part here. Fawning doesn't mean there's something wrong with who we are. Fawning means we have been through hell. And this is how we survived that hell. This is how we navigated our lived reality. It's the only options we had at the time. We didn't know any other options. We didn't have enough resources to do other options. Your body would not fawn if it could safely fight or safely flee from a threat. It wouldn't do it. It'd be like, I can leave and I will because I've got enough resources to help me navigate that. Or I can stand up for myself and navigate that impact and experience because I've got enough resources there. Resources would be people that support you, financial resources, uh, material resources like where you live, emotional resources, how to regulate and care for your emotions, capacity, health, things of that nature. But when we are under-resourced, the body's going to freeze a bit and then it's going to fawn towards that threat so it can survive. So your body's doing what it thinks is best for you to keep you alive. So inherently, fawning is a, a, a good response. It's not something that requires any kind of shame any kind of guilt, any kind of um, criticism. Instead, it's like, of course I'm phoning. I'm scared. I don't know what else to do. This is how, this is what I know. This is how I know how to survive right now. Okay. Then we can add resources to your body, to your skill sets, to your mind, to your experience, so your body can then choose other options too. That's the work here. So phoning is not um, a problem It is the cause, but that is a result of what you have lived through, not a result of who you are. So this is my approach to healing codependency. We technically don't (coughs) heal it. (coughs) We address the the fawning response, and then we emerge into an advocate response where we have 
loyalty to ourself, trust in ourself, we value ourselves, and now we're saying yes and no. We're taking actions towards our dreams and desires. We are filtering and navigating rejection and approval properly. We are oriented to our own power, our own sovereignty, and to who we truly want to be and who we are. That's our work together. So that is that concludes today's episode. In the next episode, we'll talk about specific steps that I take my students through and that I have I go through in helping my body feel safe enough not to fawn but and safe enough to advocate in my world. So I'll be jumping into that in our next episode. My friends, thank you for being here. Thank you for showing up. Um, if you're looking for if you if this is resonating, you're ready to end fawning in your life, start advocating in your life. Come join the Essential Codependency Healing Trainings. It's an eight-week life course I teach on Sundays at 12 p.m. And I'm going to teach you how to increase safety, connection, and self-worth to the degree your body no longer needs to please, needs to be perfect, needs to fix, needs to fawn in order to get its needs met. Instead, it can advocate, it can say yes, it can say no, it can have boundaries, it can choose itself without being overwhelmed by fear anxiety, guilt, or shame. Instead, there's more confidence, more peace, and <clears throat> more safety in the entire experience of taking that on. The link is in the description. Come join us, and let's change your world from codependency to advocacy in less than eight weeks. So, my friends, again, thank you for being here. Go gently. Let me know your thoughts below, any questions you got there. I can make episodes on that for you as well. And I will see you guys later.